be a jabroni drinking a crony. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Verdant North, the irreverent garden podcast for Midwestern drunks and punks. Today, Nikki has a Negroni with rhubarb. Caroline has a radish salad to chew hard. Dan's truck stinks like a barnyard. Join us. It's Verdant North. <laughs> Here's your host, Caroline Hallstrom. What's up, lady? Hello. I made food. I'm really excited. I hope it tastes good. We'll talk about that later, but I'm, I've been growing stuff. We hope it tastes good, too. <laughs> we hope it we're going to eat good it. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm really good at planting stuff, but then I'm not really good at making sure I harvest it on time before it goes crazy. So <laughs> working on it. But anyways, hi, friends. We've got Nikki here this morning. This afternoon, this evening. Time. Time. What time is it? Whenever you want to listen to this. 8.30 p.m. morning, afternoon, you know, you know, normal. Uh, Time is an illusion. It is only now. (laughs) There there is only now. All right. Anyway. Hi, Nikki. Hi. How are you? (laughs) Clearly out of my mind. (laughs) And yourself. I'm just fantastic. (laughs) I'm a little tired. I think we're both a little tired. I know. A little punch drunk. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, because, yeah, I'm a little tired because I was probably drinking too much this weekend. So, yeah, I was catching up to me this Sunday evening. Oh, man. My <laughs> husband uh, came home from a bachelor party up at a cabin. And he came home and his voice was like half an octave low and scratchy. And I'm like, what were you doing all weekend? I only had one cigar. Like, I'm always convinced, like, whenever someone has like bachelor parties or bachelorette parties that are like at a cabin or someplace that's like not uh, in a normal place, it's probably like they're like hiding a body or something. Like, there's like, <laughs> like, like something weird is happening. Like, Throw it in the lake for the snapping turtles. Yep. They're all trading pants or something. <laughs> yeah. Something. Something. something weird. The turtles are trading pants? <laughs> yeah, the turtles, turtles do wear pants. <laughs> like a backyard snapping turtle fight or something. Like <laughs> an underground ring. Like. Oh, speaking of which, uh, Dan's here today, too. Yeah, Hi, Dan. Hey, guys. Hey, what's up? Hey, uh, want to do a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. And uh, you already heard Randy, but Randy, we got to see your cute little patio garden. Yeah, we got a cute little guy out there. We got uh, a little kale going. We got uh, some, uh, was it uh, tomatoes? Is it rainbow tomatoes? I don't remember what they're called right now, man. <laughs> but they're real pretty. Pineapple. Pineapple tomatoes. If you know, write in. And yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, come to my garden. Wait, what's in Randy's I, garden? I need, I need <laughs> Better help. than what's in Randy's pants. Yeah. <laughs> Also, pineapple tomatoes. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, and we got some squash. We got squash. some cucumber. We got a, we got our fresh uh, seasonings to pick from, like some dill, lemon, basil, all that good stuff. Mm. Yeah. Mm. No, we have a nice, cute little patio garden. I like. And I made a chicken wire fort for it. So Chicken yeah. wire fort. Yeah. That's the name of my next um, bluegrass next band. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's a name for a production company, Chicken Wire Fort. Chicken Wire Fort. Come watch our TV on. shows. We're on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dan, what are you up to right now? Uh, so I picked up some hay today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my car stinks from it. <laughs> That's what I was. That's what I wanted to say. Okay. Well, Actually, I gotta. I gotta come clean. I didn't pick up the hay. I was busy playing Dungeons and Dragons, so my girlfriend had to pick up the hay. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. And it, this is your hay, not her hay. Yeah. So, like, well, you, you, it's our hay. Oh, excuse me. This, could be, this could be our hay. <laughs> but you have to go pick it up. 
Yeah, well, someone had to pick it up, but I was preoccupied. <laughs> Natural 20. Yeah, well, I wasn't that lucky today, but yeah. <laughs> What's your character? Uh, I have a warlock. <laughs> There's some of us near who know what you're talking about, so keep yeah. going. Elaborate, please. I have a warlock. Uh, he's a gardener warlock <laughs> character. <laughs> he's a fan of trees. <laughs> How does he feel about Chutney? <laughs> Huge fan. <laughs> Huge Chutney fan. Oh my gosh. If you'd like us all to play Garden D&D, please write to us at verdantnorthteam at gmail.com. I will write that campaign. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> this is not, I'll write it. So I have to say that Randy has a creepy mustache <laughs> right now. Um, Why do you have a mustache? mustache. So you, for even nerdier reasons, if there is the bleed to be, uh, we're, <laughs> so I, I think I think I think I talked about it last year a little bit, but uh, I am part of a small live action role playing group, uh, and we do a little thing in uh, <laughs> middle of Wisconsin a couple times a year where we you know do some puzzles and we all dress up as fantasy characters <laughs> of our desire. And I am Tom the Wizard. Hi, hello. <laughs> Mustache, and I am from the fictional town known as Shermer, Illinois. Shermer, that town from all those John Hughes movies. <laughs> so, I, my character kind of lives in perpetual in 1989. He loves the bulls, the bears, and he's always talking about how rad Judd Nelson is. <laughs> Stupid! I love it. Yep. So I grew I grew a mustache. Last year I used a lot of like uh was that stage glue that you stage gum or whatever you put to apply like yeah, yeah. prosthetics mm-hmm. to your face or whatever. I decided spirit to actually spirit gum, there we are. I just decided to grow a beard this year, then shave it before, so I have a like a decent mustache, whatever you want to call decent mustache. There's that it's pretty that, good mustache. Uh some people approve, other people not so much. But um Hey, it's no Tom Selleck stash. Uh, but, honestly, uh, no, it's not even my dad's mustache, which is I mean I'd be going for it at some point in my life. Uh, it's more like your mom's mustache. Yeah, man. If only. <laughs> well, get rid of it as soon as possible. No, uh, no it, seriously. I, it's I, terrible. I have a presentation on Tuesday. This is not going to live long. <laughs> I'm just kidding. My dad has an awesome this. mustache, but I refuse to let my husband have a mustache because I don't want to kiss somebody who looks like my dad. It weirds, weirds me out. Um. <laughs> good reason. That's a good reason. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to be like, it's scratchy or something, but like that's that's a legitimate reason. Well, my husband has a full beard, but if the mustache part of the beard is long enough to like get in my mouth if he's trying to give me a kiss, <laughs> that's got a go like well, and, okay, and he's young too so he looks like a baby sam elliott basically <laughs> with a mustache like honestly oh sam if you are sam elliott right into <laughs> yes Vernon north <laughs> record a clip of your raspy voice telling us Please. why mustaches yes. are great Please. now people should keep them well speaking of mustaches hey nikki what are we drinking <laughs> yeah what's in my mustache <laughs> Right. All right. So, the cocktail I have right now, it's called a Negroni, and I added a little bit of rhubarb to it. So, this is kind of one of my favorite cocktails, real hip and trendy in a lot of the mm. little mixology places and stuff. It started mm. kind of coming back into fashion a few years ago. Um, traditionally, it's made with Campari, uh, sweet vermouth, and gin. So, it kind of came about... Well. 
whether this is true or not, a lot of drinks have mythology behind how they were originally made. Mm-hmm. But apparently there is this count, Count Camilo Negroni, who lived in Italy. I think that's where counts live. Um, <laughs> um, when they're not vampires. Yes, yeah, non-vampire, non-vampire counts <laughs> live in Italy. And then the vampires live in Is Monte Romania. Cristo in Italy? I don't know. Because that's the no only idea. count I can think of. Other than the one that oh, counts bats. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Ah, yep. ah, ah. Yeah, he's the count. <laughs> Anyway, Negroni. Yes, and so he was at one of his favorite bars, and an old cocktail from like the early 1800s was, or mid 1800s, was called an Americano, which was Campari, sweet vermouth, and soda water. Mm. So this is about, you know, I think it's like 1920s ish or something like that. Um, he's like, well, I want one of those, but let's, you know, let's amp it up a little bit and just get rid of the soda water and just do gin instead. You know, because like, I like to sub water for gin frequently <laughs> and a lot of stuff. It's a, small, it's a solid decision. <laughs> yes, well, yeah. you've got somewhere to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It doesn't involve yep. We need to pregame yes. pretty quick here. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. You just sub water out for gin and you're good to go. So, traditionally it's equal parts of those three items. So, I did something a little bit different. A, because usually Campari is a little too strong for me. The mm-hmm. bitterness comes out way too much and I can't taste anything else and mm-hmm. I can't taste the gin and all the vermouth and all that stuff. So, went a little bit different. So, I actually used... Um, another aperitif called Aperol in this, which is one of my favorites. Kind of made by the same people as Campari, same family, but it seemed to fit too because it's actually rhubarb flavored. That's the base, kind of the base flavor for it. And then I did, so I did one ounce of that, one ounce of the rhubarb simple syrup. So I kind of basically the blueberry simple, blueberry simple syrup I did last episode, do the same thing, but just stop before you put in the blueberries. No bloobs. Yeah. There's literally the same batch that I divided in half. Half got blueberries. The other half went right into a jar. So. <laughs> Man so bloobs. Added is that, that what that was, yep. Randy? <laughs> Randy just gestured to his chest yeah. when I said bloobs. <laughs> Instead of blue balls, I blue boobs. They're just, oh, man. You cold? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Nikki. Please keep going. Um, Then I added in some gin. So I used a Navy Strength Gin, which is 114 proof, because generally when this cocktail doesn't have uh, any sort of sugar added beyond the vermouth and the um, Campari, I needed something to kind of counteract that sugar because I added, you know, a part of a lot of sugary stuff. So I want to do a high high proof gin. And then for the vermouth, I actually did one, which is a white vermouth from Koki. So it's called Koki Americano. And the main reason why I used that is because I wanted it to be this really bright, fun orange, which is pretty much the color of Aperol. So I wanted mm. that to really come out. So if I had used a um, sweet vermouth or red, they get really rich. Uh, it would kind of thrown off the color. Okay. And yeah. I just love Koki Americano. And then I did, and then I added about a quarter ounce of Campari to it. So to add and bring back a little bit of that bitterness. And then, yep, you put those on a cocktail glass and stir them on up. And you use this funny, like, Carolyn's jabroni... Her jabroni line was yesterday. I was at a, a friend of mine. It was um, they were having a Negroni theme party because it's Negroni Week, which is a charity week that goes on every year where bars donate proceeds from selling Negronis to different charities and stuff. And so, I like to do a Negroni Week party. So they had a big sign that said, "Don't be a jabroni, have Negroni," and that <laughs> that made me very very happy. And we drank a couple bottles of this that I had batched up, and Yay. it was a very fun night. Excellent. Awesome. Oh, yes. I'm so bummed I missed that party. It was, it was friend fun. of the podcast. Uh, yeah, friend yes, of the yes. pod, yep. Charles Awad yep. of Patmos Design and uh, Amazing Grilling, Lemite. 
Uh, he he's so talented with with food for sure. But Negroni party, man, I heard there was going to be grilled pineapple. Was I wrong? I don't think I saw grilled pineapple, but I got there a little bit late, mm. so I think I missed a lot of the food. Uh, could be good. That's okay. Hey, let's try this. Let's try this Negroni, you guys. Cheers. Yeah. Bottoms up. Cheers. Team. Mm. That's really Ooh. good. I love the color of it too. Mm-hmm. Like you were saying, it's really bright. Mm-hmm. It's almost got like a cherry, a bright, you know, like a mm-hmm. Bing cherry. Yep, had a very fun evening and a very long next morning after I was <laughs> testing out recipes with this. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, let's try tweaking this a little bit. Then it's like after about four of these, it's like, all right, I'm going to die now. So good night. <laughs> you got to get your dog Gizmo to like pull you over to bed. Yeah, well, usually I usually have to do the other way around because she's lazy. So, <laughs> but yep, so yep, I sat in the yard and made drinks and she dug a hole and laid in it. It was, it's a nice night. And like, then, like you do. Yeah, yep. That's yep, awesome. there's now like this random dog hole in my yard. And then every once in a while, like my roommate's dog will be out there just digging in the hole a bit and laying in it. And then my neighbor's dog does it too. So it's like, like I think they're all contributing to digging this hole. The, and they the just, communal like, dog hole. Yeah, yeah. But it's just like, yep, it's just there. It's like, oh, there's the dog hole again. And one of them's always just laying in it or putting something in it and taking it back out and putting it back in there. And My, there my dog is definitely a digger. And so if I plant anything, if she has access to that, like, loose soil, she's got to find out what's at the bottom of what I just did because it's not about the plants. (laughs) Or she'll steal the pots that I just took plants out of and, like, bring them around the yard and, you know, try to shake them back and forth. And I've been trying to fix my grass where these dead spots are. It's almost impossible with this crazy donkey dog. Like she's just all over the place. (laughs) She's nuts. Um, But also in my backyard, I have my veggie garden beds. Um, They are raised beds and they're eight by four, which is a really decent size to to deal with. Mm -hmm. And I started um, earlier than Dan, I started radishes. Good. So tonight I brought this radish salad because I'm really good at growing radishes. I'm really bad at eating them on time. So (laughs) I had a few varieties. I had... um, uh, French breakfast radishes. Oh. I had Easter egg radishes. Uh, I had salad rose radishes. And then I have a variety of black radish. I don't remember its name, but that one wasn't ready yet. So don't worry about that. It, this has the other three radishes in shades of kind of a really magenta y uh, color and a light purple and of the three radish varieties i have to say that easter egg and salad rose made the nicest to work with prettiest radishes so i'll do those again i might be over dealing with french breakfast radishes they just i don't know if i left them in the ground too long but when i pulled them out there were lots of roots trying to grow out the sides so they had that hairy look to them yeah and they weren't that big either so i don't know this year i was just trying to like use up all of my leftover seeds because seeds only stay good for so long like maybe five years max so let's just cash them all out see what happens um and i set alarms in my phone for when i should be harvesting all of the things that i planted um so like your seed pack says 50 days so i like counted on the calendar ahead 50 days and put an alert that said english you know breakfast radish um 
French breakfast radish English oh my gosh I'm about to start a war between oh my gosh um so yeah uh, I looked up some recipes and this one this salad features cucumbers red onions and fresh dill then there's um some olive oil and vinegar as well to finish it off but what was interesting about dealing with the radishes is you slice up the radishes first and then you put um, like I think it was a half a teaspoon of salt on them and mix it all around and let them hang out for 10 minutes. So the salt is pulling a bunch of water out of the radishes and I'm sure it does something to the flavor as well. But then you mix up the like dill dressing and mm-hmm. toss it all together and let it hang out in the fridge for at least an hour before you eat it. So, hey, let's dig in. Let's give it a shot. Tell me what you think, fellas. It's really good. I really like it. The, yeah, this the, is fantastic. Just the uh, the bit spicier the radishes with the dill mix just with it is such a good comparable mm. bite to each other. Yeah. And the radishes are spicy, but they're not like strong. They don't like slap you in the face. No, just you know. I wonder if the salt helps. Spicy. That that definitely could be it. Hmm. Quiet, mm. quiet crunch. I'd make this again. And a little red onion with it, too. Mm-hmm. Nice. I call it a success. Yeah, this is a healthy salad. To have it any time. I have a tough time growing dill, actually. Like, speaking of dill. <laughs> I just weeded a bunch out. <laughs> I gotta pick a bunch of mine, actually. <laughs> it's going crazy. Why, what is this about me that I can't... Why can't I get dill? I What's the dill? That's a good question. No. What's what's not what's not going? Because I know it bolts relatively quickly, soon, doesn't it? I've always tried to grow it from seed, and I have a really tough time germinating it. And I also want to grow it because that's what swallowtail butterflies will eat, oh, like yellow tiger swallowtail butterflies. Okay. Yeah, they're, those are the cool ones. They're fat green caterpillars. Mm. Will eat dill and. Parsley and I think carrot tops too, but they're all in they're in like similar families, I think. So it makes sense that they have they're a few like different fine things. Fine foliage. Yeah. Sort of thing. Some APACA and stuff going on. I'm so glad this one turned out really well. Gotcha. I was like, here goes nothing. Mm-mm-mm. One of the few times where I like eating on air. <laughs> crunch, crunch, crunch. Mm-hmm. All right, let me get my mouth clean. We can talk That'll about never that. happen. Never. Okay, so I did. Um, I did a cool thing actually yesterday. Um, What'd you do? <laughs> oh, thanks for asking, Dan. <laughs> um, I actually did some gardening for Habitat for Humanity. So there was a Habitat for Humanity house that this family lives in, um, and. Habitat has partnered with the master gardeners in Hennepin County to do some curb appeal work for these houses. So there were like five um, volunteers from Habitat for Humanity. And then there were like 10 old ladies there plus me. (laughs) And there's a coordinator that makes sure that everything is already planned out. Like there's sketches of the yard and what plants are going to go where. Like it's already been landscape designed and the plants are bought ahead of time and on site all the dirt and mulch and tools are there on site so 
in theory, the Hennepin County Master Gardeners would just come in and teach the homeowner how to take care of all this stuff. Um, but in theory, <laughs> in theory, but they said almost every time they end up doing the installations with the um, the volunteers from Habitat for Humanity. So uh, they split us up to the four different sides of the house and we put in a bunch of awesome shrubs. We put in some hostas and a tree. And then the special thing about this particular install was um, a veggie garden was put in Habitat doesn't usually do that because they're all about curb appeal and some people find veggie gardens unsightly. Well, those people can go f*** themselves because <laughs> like, I think that's not a problem. You've got to use what light and space and land you have. But this woman, it's her first garden ever. They got her some tomatoes and some mint and some peppers. So That's very cool. Yeah, she's got like half a dozen kids, so hopefully those kids will be helpful in uh, making sure tomatoes get picked and stuff when they're ready to go. She should use them as bean uh, pickers. <laughs> That's what I remember when I was a kid, like my mom would always like send us out into the garden. We couldn't come back until we each had like two liters of beans picked, <laughs> like laboring in the sun. Been there, done that. Yeah. <laughs> well, what, are, what have you been up to, Mr. Dan? Uh, growing, I've grown things in pots. Yeah, growing herbs. Herbs. Herb, herbs in pots. We've got some flowers. Herbs. Petunias, things like that. Um, but yeah, I've I've grown. So we ha- I have a community garden plot that's uh, a little bit a little ways away. It's like a I don't know ten minute walk or something. So it's pretty close, but it's not. I'm not gonna like hop over there real quick while I'm cooking to like pick some rosemary or something. So like herbs and things I have in pots, um, in the, in the backyard. So of course there's cilantro. Of course. Because it doesn't taste like soap. It tastes delicious. (laughs) If it tastes like soap to you, then you're wrong and you have bad genes. No, we're getting a little into like eugenics things here. (laughs) I mean, mean, honestly, it's a genetic. They're just lost souls. (laughs) You're a bad person. Just means you're a bad person. (laughs) My wife downstairs has that genetic. (laughs) She hates cilantro and I hate food. She's a a bad person. I won't deny that. Uh, Well... Well, <laughs> you chose poorly. Yeah. Just kidding. Andy's rad. She's hysterical. <laughs> Tell us anyway. about your pots. Yeah, so I've got pots, cilantro. I've got some basil. I never use basil. I use cilantro all the time. Uh, we grow something called Vietnamese coriander, mm. which looks a lot like, and I always forget the name of this. Uh, it's a common weed, and it has um, sort of lanceolate leaves with mm. like a black spot on them anyway whatever if you know what that plant is like smart weed maybe no it's definitely not smart weed Um, but it's it's something that has a little black spot i think it might be like (laughs) pig weed or something like oh okay um well here let's cut to the chase that's what the weed is that's not what i'm growing well i'm growing vietnamese coriander we said take a picture of your vietnamese coriander yeah we'll post what you're talking about okay it's pretty cool stuff it it tastes very interesting uh and we Put it in like soups, like ramen or pho, that kind of thing. Um, what the pho? Yeah, uh, but it's really good. It's really tasty. The pho um, show. Yeah, and then just a lot of you know rosemary, lavender, the kind of common stuff. Curry plant. Ooh, yeah, I love growing curry plant. It smells great. It smells really good. You can't eat it. 
I don't know how to eat it. <laughs> you, you, well, you, yeah, you're not a, you're not supposed to. It doesn't uh, go into food. No curry plant. What? The one that we call curry plant. It just smells like curry. It's not edible. Uh, the one that's like kind of you're it has full like of white. it. You're full of it. No, I'm the I'm tag. The tag always says like used in this and this. Really? Maybe yeah. I am full of it. I always just thought I always just like knew that it wasn't edible. Maybe I'm totally wrong. You're totally. We're if you check know this. whether or not I'm wrong. <laughs> Twitter me at Vernon Dan. Dan. Is Dan wrong? <laughs> How is, wrong is Dan? Yeah, but is he as bad as cilantro people who don't like cilantro? Yeah. Mm, if knows? you are mad at us talking shit about cilantro people, please contact Vernon Dan on Twitter <laughs> with pictures of weeds with black. And spots. I won't respond because I don't know how yet. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out maybe sometime. Because Dan is an 80-year-old man trapped in a 30-year-old man's body. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> My bones were quaking this morning <laughs> when I woke up. Speaking of quaking, do you have a tree of the week? Populus tremuloides. Tremuloides? The quaking earth. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> so this is one of this is one of my favorite trees. Uh, like legit. This Tell me about f- the lenticels, quick. <laughs> uh, they are dark. This is a. Uh, it's in the poplar family, so it's similar. If you know what cottonwood looks like, yes. It has a similar sort of like white. You know how cottonwoods have like a whitish bark. Yeah. Towards the top, they're like they get kind of like woody and barky down at the bottom, like dark bark down at the bottom, and then white bark up at the top. Dark bark. Yeah, so quaking aspens are just uh, white bark. Okay. With the dark lenticels. Does it peel like birch? No. No, No. it doesn't. Don't peel it off, Dan. Yeah, don't don't do that. It's not good. Uh, It's a really interesting tree, though. Um, They tend to stay kind of small. They don't like to grow as specimen trees. Like, if you ever look at, like, a meadow or something, and there's, like, this big grass meadow, and there's, like, a giant lumbering oak all by itself at the top of a tree and it looks Mm -hmm. really majestic or at the top of a hill and it looks really majestic you know (laughs) trees don't grow on top of other trees well sometimes they do but (laughs) not like that we're not talking about epiphytes today (laughs) no exactly anyway uh quaking aspens don't do that they don't like to be by themselves they're like friends so usually they grow best in like a little uh um, I don't know, a group of five or so or more. I'm just throwing, I'm just pulling that out of my butt. I have no idea how many it takes, but they like to, they, they don't like to be alone. They like to have, um, shelter. They kind of shelter each other by like okay. you know, windbreak and stuff like that. Uh, they also will form clonal colonies. So mm. they actually spread through their roots. Like the mm. roots will grow a ways out and then come up and it looks to us like it's a second tree. It's really the same tree, but so they can cover like whole hillsides. Wow. All, all just the same organism, wow. but it just looks like a forest. It's pretty wow. cool. They turn yellow in the fall. Okay. They don't, uh, they don't do much more than that. They just kind of like yellow. They, why do they call them quaking? Yes. Yeah, so I'll, I'll get Yeah. Let's get to that. So <laughs> the reason they call them quaking is because the petiole of the leaves like the little the little leaf stem mm-hmm. the part that goes from the branch to the leaf is kind of flimsy floppy and so the uh. the leaves um, and they are also they have different colors so the back side is sort of like a lighter green it's almost like a silvery yeah it's almost silvery you could say and then the, the front just looks like a regular leaf but 
They're also kind of round. The leaves are round. And then in the when the wind blows, they all kind of shake and shimmer like the whole tree is like doing jazz hands. <laughs> and it looks, uh, it looks really cool. It looks really cool. Cottonwoods kind of do that too a little bit. Like if you see if you see them like on the side of a lake or something. Okay. Blah. Dan. I just burped. Dan. <laughs> now you all know. Anyway, uh, Cottonwoods will do that if you see them like on the side of a lake. You can Beep see. Beep that out, Randy. Nah, Beep nah. That that's out. good. That's good. <laughs> Gold. <laughs> Otherwise, people wouldn't know whether or not we're actually drinking these beverages we always are talking about. We're just making drinking noises, you know. Mm-hmm. Blup, 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 blup. Can't fake a belch. You need to hear the indigestion of being drunk. <laughs> um, so anyway, they're fast growing. Uh, they don't grow very tall. Uh, they don't grow very wide. Um, they also tend to die young. So only the good die young. Only the good die young. They tend to develop canker after like they're 20 years old or so. Oh. It's pretty common. Um, and I don't think we really know why yet, but they tend to develop a canker when they're like 20 or 30 years old and then they just die. They don't really come back from that. <laughs> but there's other trees that are growing up around them. Um, and then, you know, the forest lives on. Or your yard lives on if you've got a bunch, <laughs> which I've always, that's like my dream yard is to just have like a dozen quaking aspens. I totally want some too. They were actually my grandma's favorite tree. Yeah. <laughs> well, your grandma's got good taste. What is, what's the light and soil requirements like? Can I, I want to no know if clue. I can grow this in my yard. Um, <laughs> I have no, no idea. clue. I'm sure it's, I mean, it, it should be fullish sun, but like I said, like they don't like to just be all on their own. They need some amount of shelter from like wind oh. and stuff like that. So they don't need like part shade or anything, but as long as you have a couple together, they should be fine. Oh, okay. Um, Maybe I'll buy a cluster of yeah, a cloister. Grow, grow a cloister of <laughs> quaking aspens. Quaking aspens. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But um, the last thing I'll say about them is they grow best in the sort of northernish part of the country. So, like cool. again, like Midwest, so we're northern go Midwest, up New here England. in zone three, four, five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. That is their zone. <laughs> That's us. <What>? We gotta <laughs> yes. do this, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's up to us now. <laughs> And that is it for my tree talk. <laughs> Thank you, Dan, for tree of the week of the month. <laughs> of the podcast. Of the, of podcast. the podcast. You know what, guys? That's a full episode. Randy, roll the credits. Thanks for listening to Verdant North. Find our blog post online at, at verdantnorth.net. That's verdantnorth.net. Find us on Twitter at, at verdantnorth. And you can find us on Facebook by searching Verdant North. If you want to contact us but hate social media, you can email us at verdantnorthteam at gmail.com. You can hear this podcast through SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play Music. Don't forget to like, rate, comment, or share the podcast. The more likes, ratings, comments we receive, the more visible this podcast becomes. We don't pay for advertising, and we don't have any networks backing us, so sharing your show is the only way we become known. So we appreciate anybody who shares us, and please, uh, we look forward to hearing more from you. 
If you like what you're listening to and feel like even contributing more, we have an account at coffee.com. That's ko-fi.com slash Verdant North. And you can donate to us there if you want to help pay for any beverages and or hosting. and Or some gear. Randy needs some new microphones because Dan all, just burped on this one. Yeah, yeah we, we, need a, we need a real like kind of hygienic filter on these things. We're going to put his oh, name on that mic because I do not want, I don't want his ex- <laughs> Mike accidentally. That's gross. Nope. Uh, I keep them labeled now. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can find Caroline Hallstrom on Twitter and at Miss O-Line. That's Miss Zero Line. You can find Dan Hudson on Twitter at at Verdant Dan. And if you actually send him a tweet, he will move like one of those quaking Aspen will. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> He'll do jazz hands yeah. and you won't jazz hear hands. words. And then you won't know. He won't know what to do with him. Uh, <laughs> you can find Nikki Lyons on Instagram at Nikki underscore rm315 that's n-i-c-k-i underscore rm315 on instagram hey that's a new one mm-hmm. brand new baby nice. uh you can also find me on twitter at, at marlin underscore rando and you can also hear me if you really want to don't you don't have to though uh at the scattered podcast this is also available on all those uh podcast locations it's, like it's a good random conversation yeah. i it, like it if you Check want it. more dudes saying stuff except the one episode where uh my wife and caroline are on it <laughs> where I am way too embarrassed by. Uh, you can listen to that one. Um, also, he's, uh, always a special thanks to Briadestead and Dewey Vu for the graphics and artwork. Extra Yay. big thanks to Webmaster Corey Hartung for making sure we exist on the web. Corey, you're the best! As always, a thanks to Minneapolis band Volcanus for allowing us to use their tunes, follow their hilarious video blog project on YouTube, and listen to them on our and our tribal band Prozac Rat on Bandcamp, YouTube, and find them on Facebook. Thanks for listening, and always remember... Happy birthday. (laughs) It's okay to kill trees. (laughs) Not trees, just plants. (laughs) 